Okay, okay, okay. I know. We're it's been a couple days. We're back. Yeah. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Smoke Break Sports. I am, of course, Kev, and I probably sound a little different in your ears today. It's because I'm using a different microphone, and that is because for the first time in the history of Smoke Break Sports, we are recording during an actual break at my actual job. It's a lunch break, so we're not technically full meta here. But we're getting there. Of course, I had a lot of celebrating to do yesterday. Allez les bleus! Vive la France! Sacré bleu! I'm gonna stop saying random French nonsense to you guys now. Everybody knows it's been well established. I've taken three episodes to talk to you all about my love of French football. So we'll touch on that very briefly today. I'm going to talk about a couple of things that I missed on last week with all the hectic moving and nonsense. I wasn't able to talk about some of these great hot button issues like LeBron's pizza party, uh, Kawhi Leonard going to Toronto, Kyle O'Quinn throwing some shade at the Knicks on his way to help my boys out the Pacers so these are all things I'm going there will have their own episode later in the week but um, just for now wanted to touch base with everybody get us back on schedule and uh, hit this next week coming strong so obviously French France beat Croatia four to two absolutely amazing game to me personally uh, of course I was biased there's reasons why I love this but I I think even if you were a casual fan, that had to be a very entertaining game. Um, even in that brief moment when Mbappe ripped one from outside the box to make it 4-1, Croatia scored within a minute of that, uh, may- maybe two minutes. I'm a- either, way, either way, the next time, I walked out of the room, walked back in, and it went from 4-1 to 4-2. So, that was a very exciting game, the most goals we've seen in 20 years in a World Cup final, which is exactly what America needed to build off this momentum of, you know, think about the timeline of this and and think also about how the 1994 World Cup affected American soccer. Obviously, we have the MLS because of that. And when you think about the fact that right before the World Cup, you know, right during the beginning of it, we get the bid for the next World Cup. So now we're all excited. Not the next World Cup. Eight years from now. Two World Cups from now. So now we, we've got that going for us, which is nice. We've got what people who know a lot more about soccer than I do are saying has been one of the best World Cups of all time as far as the entertainment value, the finishes, the surprises. Um, now, a lot has changed over time now with you know hearing stories about the old uh 50s world cups and stuff when most of europe wasn't even showing up because they had to ride steam ships over the places uh the the tournament has changed a lot and it's only going to continue to change with uh the the field getting bigger and all of that but we had this whirlwind this exciting world cup here in russia and 
all the great things happened. We had, you know, all of our little NCAA moments that we love with the with the small squads, the small countries beating some of the big powerhouses. Um, this is exactly what we needed to catapult into, all right, let's build for the next four years, have a decent team in four years, and then hopefully have a team that at least pushes for the quarters or semifinals um, in eight years when we're the host. Uh, we'll, of course, have next year's Women's World Cup, which I hope that the nation rallies behind again because our U.S. women's soccer team usually is very good and one of the tops in the world. So we have that going for us, which is also nice, but it's a bit bittersweet now because now we're going to go back to, for instance, uh, as soon as immediately following the World Cup on Fox was an MLS game, Atlanta United versus the Seattle Sounders, and it was very entertaining. It was a good game, a 1-1 draw in front of a record audience at Atlanta. So that was cool, but we're really going to have to immerse ourselves into that sport and try to... The interest is needed in order for the sport to improve. So we have to care enough to get to pay money, so that money go into these leagues so we can have better leagues at home, so that way we actually have a squad in eight years that can compete for a World Cup. Now I'm gonna be cool either way because it looks like France is set up to make some multiple runs with their best player being 19 and all. And uh, this was already one of the younger teams coming in, one of the, as far as the, the bigger teams go. So it, I'm just, I'm, we're all sad to see the World Cup go, right? You know, it was great, a great month. Put some of that energy into the MLS, give it some love, pick a team. Columbus Crew is the one for me. So that's the one I highly suggest. But maybe get into some MLS, you know, let's see. If we really want to ever have a chance to know what it feels like to have a good World Cup run, we have to embrace soccer and give it the time of day. I will be talking about all these other things later this week i'm incredibly excited that the big three is back and running we're like three weeks into it now the american flag football league has started to get some its legs under it some some exciting action it's about as exciting as flag football can get and i know you're probably rolling your eyes at me but mike vick is a dog in flag football just imagine that just imagine you know mike vick throwing pa backwards passes to dennis dixon who can also throw i mean Guys like Jimmy Clausen playing flag football crack me up, but the, the AFFL is going to be very interesting. But we have things like, the, you know, flag football and three-on-three -three basketball that are getting popular. Meanwhile, the most popular sport in the entire world still somehow just can't, can't quite do it for us. So we've got to find a way to get behind this sport and get into it. Okay, now that I'm done blurbing about the World Cup for a little bit, let's talk briefly briefly little hot points on some things that we will use entire episodes for later uh what do i want to start with i want to start with lebron james in la and all this nonsense i can't wait for the new lebronzo update episode but for now we're going to talk about people being butthurt over a pizza party which is stupid yeah of course he would hint that he might go to a pizza party to get dumb people to go there or not dumb people i just fans whatever you're dumb if you're upset. You're dumb if you were upset. It's not like he said, I promise you guys I will be there, write it down, sign, sealed, delivered, whatever. You guys not know how marketing works yet? 
the marketing industry has been bending you over for 20 plus years with stuff like this. And you don't throw up righteous indignation then. But when LeBron tricks you, oh my God, he's terrible. Kobe never would have done this. Kobe would have been there. Kobe wouldn't have given a shit about any of y'all to even be there in the first place. Kobe's not even giving you free pizza. So calm down. LeBron, you got a free pizza from LeBron. Chill out, bro. Leave it alone. I think Kawhi to Toronto is absurd and absolutely ridiculous. And I wish I had gotten to do an episode about that earlier because it has gotten increasingly more absurd and apparently increasingly more probable with DeMar DeRozan deleting his Instagram account. Um, and it's really starting to seem like this is going to happen. And I wish I had been on record calling it out for how stupid it was and saying that it would never happen because as often as I'm wrong, I like to have it on record every time, you know? You gotta, you gotta stay humble. Always gotta be getting better. So Kawhi in Toronto would just be, I guess count me in as who cares. That's not going to change the balance of things um, in the East. And I don't see Kawhi not being a rental, so I don't understand how Toronto thinks they can pull this off. I know what Paul George did. I know. Um, well, I still think that was a one-off. I, I still, I think if LeBron didn't go to the Lakers, Paul George would be a Laker right now and would not be in Oklahoma. So I don't think that, I think it's a bit of a red herring for Toronto to think that they're going to pull this off. Um, and on a uh, similar plane, while we're talking about Kawhi, IT, Isaiah Thomas II signed a one-year, $2 million deal for to play in Denver. And again, you guys know me. I'm never going to tell you to feel sorry about anybody who makes a million dollars doing anything, especially a million dollars for one year. Most people would love to just work 20 years and then have a million dollars at the end of it. Um, but when you think that this guy was worth $125 million a couple off-seasons ago, and he took one for the team, you know, he's going to get his money from Boston eventually through a lawsuit. I'm fairly certain of that. But this just goes to show to all those people who hate Kawhi and think he's a selfish person, well, look at how often the organization, how easily the organization will screw the player over if the body breaks down and they're no longer worth it. They're not going to give you money to compensate you for what you did on your last contract um, unless you, they think you're able to repeat it. So, lesson learned there strengthens Ka Kawhi's argument a whole lot. Um, what else we got? Kyle O'Quinn taking shots at the Knicks. He wants to play more for more of the next year's draft, which I think is fantastic that he said that, considering he's going to play for my Indiana Pacers, who are never playing for the draft because they haven't learned how to get better in the NBA. They just want to stay constantly in that middle of the road, which I guess is fine because in Indiana you have really low expectations. They just want you to be there. They're just happy you're there. And if you're in the playoffs, cool, that's great, that works. But I don't know that Kyle Quinn's the kind of guy who should be talking trash to anybody about anything. And I look forward to having a chat with him on an episode. And obviously, but he's not gonna hear me, talk back to me. I'm gonna talk at you, man. Anyway, I'm done talking at you guys for now. Find the network everywhere at Bad Dinner Guests. We'll be back with future episodes. All right, guys, I've been Kev.
check you later.